Our gospel reading this morning tells us what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. Makes our faith sound simple, doesn't it? Read the word of God and understand it. In my own experience, though, it's just not that easy. My personal faith journey has often been arduous and difficult, precisely because I don't understand everything. But the joy of learning and discovering along the way makes all of these difficulties worthwhile. It's my personal belief that we often learn the most about our faith as we go through the toughest times. And this is possibly true for some of you too. It's different for each and every one of us, but any of life's transitions can be very difficult. Loss of work or even changing jobs, financial worries, divorce, death of a spouse, a parent, a friend, a child, serious illness or caring for someone going through it. Everyone has their own share of life transitions, and whether they're happy or sad, it can be a challenge to get through them with grace and resilience. Like most everyone here, I've had my share of highs and lows in my own life. Looking back, one of the major transition times in my life is now, thankfully, ancient history. I went through my divorce about 14 years ago. It was one of the most difficult times of my life. The experience of divorce is different for each person. My experience was that my whole foundation was shaken. At the time, I came across Terry Law's book, The Hope Habit, which really spoke to me. This is his description of divorce. Divorce, the shock, the pain, the shame, they were utterly indescribable. No matter who is to blame, it's the tattoo of failure, a permanent stain on one's reputation. Death brings widowhood, but divorce is a ticket to exile. Friendships, once presumed secure, suddenly cease. Smaller divorces in their own right, like aftershocks trailing a big quake. As I said, everyone experiences things differently, but for me, at the time, the disruption in my life did indeed feel like the major upset of an earthquake. The shock, the pain, the shame, the hurt, and the sadness of this betrayal were like nothing I'd ever known. And it's true. Suddenly, you're not part of a couple. Friends are confused. They're not sure about invitations. They find it difficult to invite you unaccompanied to their gatherings. Some people choose not to include you in their events because you're suddenly tainted by divorce. It was shocking to me that I had to rebuild my whole life without crumbling, allowing this to overwhelm me. However, going through this experience was what ultimately brought me back to my deep-rooted faith and my conviction that God does shepherd us through the good times and the bad. It was the complete desolation that I went through during my divorce that brought me back down to that belief. I had to go through my trouble to get to that. I had to be brought down to my knees. I was lost. I was asking God for help and guidance. 
And this experience of being brought so low was a total recalculation for me. Literally, God was redirecting me like a loving GPS. This was a very painful time, but also a pivotal time. I'm almost thankful that I went through that painful period because I'm so very grateful for that redirection. It's many years ago now, and thanks be to God, I don't have any of those sad feelings now. And to get through prayer and journaling, as well as the support of a loving church family, helped me immensely at that time. Glimpses of the joy that could be my life again started shining through as I learned that forgiveness and compassion were lessons I had to work on. Tough to do, but essential to go through to emerge in the light of God's love. An unexpected result of this was how deeply I wanted to go in my faith journey. I joined Bible study groups and enjoyed the fellowship of very caring small groups, as well as being trained for Stephen Ministry and leadership in that ministry. Some of you will know Stephen Ministry is a worldwide Christian ministry of lay people caring for others in their church family. It was started by Kenneth Houck. I've been lucky enough to meet him. What a wonderful man. He started it as his wife was going through cancer. In his book, Don't Sing Songs to a Heavy Heart, he describes the work of Stephen Ministry in this way. Simple acts of genuine concern and compassion make a great difference in the lives of those who are suffering and the lives of those who care for them. I felt a real calling to this ministry, and I love the way it can help others. But like any ministry, the ultimate effect is the joy that comes back to us from helping others. I'm so thankful that going through the tough times of my divorce led me to this path that I'm on. A few years after my divorce, I was planning my daughter's wedding. That has to be nothing but happy, you're thinking. But let's consider for a moment, there's also some loss connected with these happy events. She and I are extremely close, and I was losing her, even if it is to the perfect young man that I would have chosen for her from the Sears catalog. And there was also the issue of dealing with this with grace. This was the first time since getting divorced that I would have to see my ex-husband and my ex-best friend, who's now his wife. Could I take the high road and be gracious for my daughter's wedding day? Let me tell you, there was a lot of prayer needed. I fervently prayed that this would be a beautiful celebration for my daughter and her new husband, with nothing to mar the happiness of the day. I begged for grace and restraint so that the focus would only be on my daughter. It was her day, and nothing was going to spoil it for her. I have to tell you, it did indeed turn out to be one of the happiest days of my life, as well as a wonderful day for the newly married couple. That resiliency was needed, however. What I've realized in retrospect is that my resilience to get through the toughest times always came from my faith. For as long as I can remember, I've been blessed. It's been my grounding, my roots, my core. It's grown over the years, and the mystery of this growth 
can only come from the Holy Spirit. The promise of something more, of future growth, is tantalizing. And at the same time, kind of intimidating. What will I be called to do in the future? So, do we all have to go through tough times for our faith journey to be successful? Let's go back to our gospel reading for today to get some direction. The picture described for us in our reading is that of a common farmer in biblical times. He doesn't have the tools to till the soil and prepare for the seed. So he simply reaches into his bag, takes out a handful, and flings the seed, literally, all across the ground. And because of the haphazard way he's sowing the seed, we're told that some of it falls on nearby hard-packed pathway. Some falls among the rocks and some falls on weedy ground, but then some of it falls on fertile ground, and the seed takes root and gives a bountiful crop. Now Jesus is telling a story, and he's telling the story to illustrate how God intended to spread the gospel across the land and bring people to salvation. But there were a couple of things about this story that struck me as odd. First, The parable seems to give the impression that God isn't all that concerned about which soil he allows his seed to take root in. Just think about that for a minute. The seed is the word of God. The seed belongs to God. Now, since the seed belongs to God, don't you think he'd be a little more selective about which soil even gets to receive this gift? But that's not how it plays out. The footpath and the rocky soil and the weedy soil, they all get some of the seed. Why? God doesn't seem to be concerned about which soil his seed falls into. He's confident of the power of the seed. The soil doesn't matter. It's the harvest he's looking for. The question we can ask ourselves today is, what kind of harvest have I been yielding for Jesus? How deeply has the seed taken root in my soil? Besides being faithful in Sunday morning worship, what am I doing for Jesus right now? I asked myself this question seriously about 18 months ago. My faith journey was leading me forward, but I truly didn't know if I was going in the right direction. A dear friend suggested I try a discernment process that another church was offering. And I have to share with you that it was an amazing experience and also very demanding. Each candidate is asked to first list 50 things that have brought them joy in their lives, not awards or public recognition, not monetary worth, but joy. What a concept. And it ties in so beautifully with everything we've had in our sermon and lessons so far. Joy has been mentioned several times. It took some time, but I compiled that list of joys, and then I had to reduce it to my top ten. On the day of my discernment, I would then give a brief outline of the life experiences contained in that top ten, and the discernment team would simply listen to my stories without comment. They were listening for the reoccurring themes, the things that truly bring me joy. What an interesting experience it was. Ultimately, for me, it was also exhausting. I had no trouble describing my life experiences. But after that, I had to sit quietly 
and receive. I had to receive the affirmations and the uplifting words from these wonderful people. Just imagine, for me, it was extremely difficult to accept their perceptive comments. Ultimately, the process of discernment was really helpful and definitely, for me, affirmed that I'm taking the right steps on the right path. Um, but these affirmations led me to look carefully at that path. Since that discernment, I've grown and my prayers have evolved so that I now pay close attention to listening for God's direction and looking for the joy in all that I do. It's ultimately what brought me to my work here at St. Stephen's. I had prayed deliberately for ministry work that was pastoral in nature, and the position of St. Stephen's was the answer to that prayer. My hope is that I can grow in my ministry here and serve the church in the best possible way. We don't know what the spiritual soil will produce. We don't know where growth might unexpectedly push up from the ground, but we trust in the generosity of our God and his abundance. My belief is that we can best serve God by becoming faithful servants and proving worthy of the seeds scattered in our lives. Thanks be to God.